0: everyone, and either welcome or welcome back to the Gender Libertarian Podcast. If you do like this, please rate, comment, and subscribe. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and on my Substack page. Well, everyone, welcome to 2021. Yes, 2020 is finally officially over now. I hope everybody had a fun New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, however you did end up celebrating. I hope everybody was safe. I hope everybody had a lovely time, whatever it is you happen to do. I stayed home as per usual because I don't go out on New Year's Eve because that's just too much of a hassle. I stay home, I cook, I drink at home, and then I go to bed. So I hope everybody was able to do something similar or you had Zoom New Year's Eve or you had small gatherings with your friends, whatever you did. Congratulations for making it through 2020 officially. And it is now 2021 and we're already not lacking for crazy. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Obviously, I will start where I have been starting, and that is with the unemployment numbers uh, for the week ending on December 26th. Uh, unemployment, the initial unemployment claims were at 787,000, which was down 19,000 from the last week, which was down a little bit from the week before that. So they are trending downward lately, which is good. Although, I mean, obviously still 787,000 is still ridiculously high, but at least it is in a downward trend right now. And I wanted to go ahead and recap now that we are done with 2020 and I don't think December's numbers are quite out yet as of this recording, but just to kind of recap the employment situation for 2020, because this is something that a lot of people really don't discuss anymore, and I'm not quite sure why. I mean, it's not the blockbuster numbers that we had back in like April and May, but this is still an ongoing problem. And until we get this situation under control, until we we can stop this weekly bleeding of jobs that is well over half a million jobs a week until we can start getting people back to work. This is that's a massive part of going back to normal and this is not something where it's going to just be okay, end the lockdowns, open everything back up. I mean, we've lost a lot of businesses. We've got a lot of people who are unemployed who just don't have jobs to go back to because those jobs don't exist anymore because those businesses don't exist anymore. So, there's going to have to be something of a discussion on some level of how exactly do we square this circle? How do we start encouraging people to open up businesses again to replace what we'd lost during the pandemic? How do we get people back to work? But just to highlight how crazy it was in 2020 and to highlight how it's better than it was before, but we still ain't where we need to be yet. We'll go ahead and start with January's numbers. And these are in millions. So for January of 2020, unemployment was at 5.89 million people. February 2020, 5.79. And for the couple of months before that, we kind of hovered in that area. So around the five and three quarter million mark for each month. Then for March of 2020, you jump up from that 5.79 to 7.14 million people. So right there, just between February and March, and this is before the lockdowns even really began, you can already see, I mean, that was an extra 2 million jobs lost just in March. And then, of course, in April, that is when shit really went off the rails. Um, Unemployment in April of 2020 was 23.08 million people. In May, it was 20.99 million people. And then we, yeah, we went from April, May, and then June, we start kind of tapering back down, where June, yeah, 17.75 million, July, 16.34, August, 13.55, September, 12.58, October, 11.06, and November, 10.74. So we are trending back downward, thankfully, from that insanely high April number, but for November, obviously you're still at 10.74 million people unemployed. Going back to where we were at pre-pandemic for the last pre-pandemic month we had in 2020, which was February, you were at 5.79. So we're still over, well, not over, but roughly about an extra 5 million people out of work that we have not placed back into the workforce since the pandemic began. So That is a conversation that needs to be had in 2021 of what do we do with those unemployed people? Because, I mean, they can't be on unemployment forever. This stuff runs out. We do still have these incredibly high unemployment numbers every week. So I'm not entirely sure how we fix that. But I think, or at least I'm hoping, now that the vaccine is happening, and I'll discuss that in a couple of minutes, because that's been rather interesting in and of itself, too. But hopefully, I'm thinking by mid to late summer, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be in a place where everybody who wants access to the vaccine can get it. Everybody who doesn't have any reason other than they want it, like you're young, you're fit, you don't have comorbidities, you just want to have the vaccine. We start getting kids vaccinated. Hopefully, then things will kind of start to change around a little bit. I did for my substack, I did my hopes for 2021 and one of my biggest hopes and I think the biggest theme going forward in 2021 is going to be rebuilding. We lost a lot in 2020. We lost a lot of stuff and now we have to figure out a way to kind of rebuild and it's not going to be back to normal and I kind of go over this in the post if you want to go read it. It's jenmonroe.substack.com, like I keep telling you. But I think we are going to have a new normal. And I don't mean that in like some weird negative way. I just mean that the pandemic caused a lot of people to think about the way they live in ways that maybe prior to being forced to think about it, you didn't really. A lot of people were forced to work from home. A lot of people were forced to educate their kids from home. A lot of people, it just really brought into focus, especially when you were on lockdowns and stuff like that, kind of what it is you want, what is it that you need? Who is it that you really like? And it kind of, there, there seems to definitely be a bit more of a prioritization on sort of family life And a lot of people are taking advantage of the fact that we are doing so many things remote now. They are leaving out of cities because they're like, well, I don't really need to be here. It's not very fun to be here right now. It's very expensive to be here. So I'll just go be somewhere else for a while. Although some of those moves are becoming permanent because people are starting to buy houses, which that's pretty much one of the most permanent things you can do in your adult life is purchase property. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out in 2021. But I think once once this all starts settling down, it's it's going to be... The, the second half of 2021, I think, is going to be really interesting. I'm not quite sure what to predict of it. Uh, hopefully, we can all go back to uh, visiting our friends again and traveling and doing things. But fingers crossed for that. So... Moving on, um, remember last week when I was talking about the stimulus bill and I said that it could be getting signed while I was speaking and I wouldn't really know? Um, It wasn't exactly when I was recording, but soon thereafter, Donald Trump did actually sign the new stimulus deal. After doing this holdout of saying that he wouldn't sign it if it didn't have $2,000 checks in there, um, he signed it with the $600 checks. And I'm sure at this point, you have either gotten your $600 check or you have gotten notification of when you're going to get it, if you do get a direct deposit, if it is a paper check, um, probably, I don't know, in the next couple of weeks. Um, they rolled that out pretty quick. Like I got notification for mine, uh, what was it? It was Monday, I do believe, the the money was in my account, so... I got mine pretty quick, although I'm the only person I know in my IRL life that got theirs on Monday. But throughout the week, it seems like everybody's gotten their notifications in their bank that the $600 has either been deposited or is scheduled to be deposited. So, okay, $600. Um, There seems to be perhaps some sort of plan although i'm not quite sure where this is left off and i'm not quite sure where the events of this week leave this particular plan but there was an idea that they that congress could vote on an additional supplemental plan that would raise the checks up to $2000 so like you got your 1600 or you got your 600 now you'd get your 1400 later but that is all tied into things like getting rid of section 230 so that ain't happening. They basically poison pilled it, so do not hold your breath on that extra money. <laughs> I don't think that's happening because nobody is going to vote to have these two things mashed together. And there's something else that they some other stuff that they mashed in with this that's just like you you killed it. They they killed that bill. So like I said, I'm not entirely sure where we are at with that. Um kind of a side story that's related to that. Um, over the week, both Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell's homes were vandalized by people who went there and spray-painted things like, where's my money? And we want everything. And, you know, a good way to uh, not get your money is to go vandalize the houses of people who have the power to get you that money. That, that's not a good way to get that done. In fact, that's a great way to not get that done. So, like I said, I don't... As it stands right now, it's not going anywhere because obviously, if you presented a clean $2,000 bill, like you you just said, okay, we're doing a clean bill, we're going to do a supplemental sup- stimulus, that would pass Congress. That would pass the House easily. There's enough Republican support in the Senate that it would pass. So, I mean, why they didn't do that? You can draw your own conclusions there. Um... <laughs> I don't think they ever really wanted to, but now you have to deal with Trump going out here and saying, I, I want $2,000 to every American. And now you've got to somehow square the circle. And the way that Mitch McConnell has done it is by lording up this, what should have been a clean bill with a bunch of bullshit that nobody is going to support. So anywho, maybe, uh, well, I'd say maybe we'd get movement on that next week but um next week's going to be a straight dumpster fire <laughs> i just looked at the calendar i realized what's happening next week and i'm like oh no this is going to be such a horrible week but moving on to the vaccines um we have obviously had vaccine rollout um very mixed results um we have a little over 14 million doses that were made available in 2020 And 2.1 million have been administered. So obviously, a bit of a gap there between supply and at least administration. Um, There have been some distribution issues, especially on the state level. And you know I am quick to criticize government for screwing things up. I'm being somewhat lenient on this one because, I mean, this is... A situation where, okay, if you're not quite sure how this works, the federal government purchased the vaccines. They controlled sending them out to states. So they get to the states and then question mark, question mark, question mark. There was never really a plan, at least on the federal level, implemented for states to do this rollout. So it's been left up to each individual state. And some states have done better jobs than others. Some states have done nothing and basically kicked it down to the hospitals that are administering this stuff and the public health facilities that are administering it. Some some places are doing it on like a county level. So it's been a mess, but there was no Kind of coherent framework put in place so and, and there's also the funding issue um obviously this has not been an easy year for states either I mean between states trying to handle testing states having strapped budgets to begin with because obviously with lockdowns obviously you have lack of revenue you have lack of tax income so you you're working with very tight budgets. And then there was nothing kind of handled earlier in the year as far as doing perhaps doing another stimulus bill in maybe July or August that would have gotten funding to states for vaccinations. Um, from what I understand, in the new stimulus bill, that was also, it was kind of all mashed together with the omnibus spending bill. So that's that's a whole nother problem, but there is funding in there for states to be able to do these vaccine rollouts better. So hopefully, hopefully everybody will get their shit together soon. But a a thing that's happened though, that I did not see coming and maybe in hindsight, I should have, but for the, the high priority group that is supposed to be first in line to get vaccinated, the elderly, the frontline workers, um, let's just say supply has greatly exceeded demand. Um, there's been anecdotal evidence coming out of Ohio. I've seen stories coming out of LA County about elderly people, about frontline workers, just not wanting to take the vaccine to the point where we now have situations where you have these doses of vaccine ready to go. And because the demand has not been what we previously thought it would be, because that, that was the worry going into this is that we wouldn't have enough supply to meet demand. Apparently we have enough supply But the demand isn't there. So, or at least not among that particular group of people. So you have a situation where now these doses are in danger of expiring without being administered. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Especially when you look at the fact that Pfizer and Moderna did not give us these doses out of the kindness of their heart. The U.S. government paid for them. So there is money involved in this. We paid a lot of money for this. On another level, it's incredibly wasteful to let these vaccines go unadministered because you want to stay within this particularly rigid sort of hierarchy of who has access to what. And I still am a big supporter of getting the olds done first, get the frontline workers done first, get healthcare workers done first, prioritize them. But if this is the situation where we're in now, where we prioritize that group of people and we still have additional doses that can be administered, we need to start looking at how we can maximize the doses that we have in order to keep them from expiring. So we need to start looking at ways that we can expand who has access to the vaccine now. (laughs) That, um... That that thought process doesn't seem to be going so well in certain places. Um, Cuomo has come out and said that he will not do that. Um, <laughs> if everybody remembers, New York was the epicenter of the COVID pandemic in the United States. And I have friends in New York that would crawl over broken glass to get their jab right now, to get their kids vaccinated. And the fact that this this jackass right here would rather waste vaccine doses then get them into the arms of people who want them while still prioritizing the people who are in the high risk groups i mean i'm not saying don't prioritize them i'm saying if we have extra distribute it somehow i mean don't let it go to waste this this idiot wants to put a million dollar fine on anybody who does that i i can't i i do not i that's uh, i don't I, I don't understand. <laughs> there's a there's an easy solution to this problem. And it's not dump the fucking vaccines when they expire. Get them into the arms of people who want them. There are millions of people in this country right now who want the vaccine, but can't get it because they're not in that high risk group. All right, we got extras. Let's figure out how to, to to get them out there. And a case that a lot of people have brought up this past week is how Israel is handling it. And what they're doing is that their rollout is quite similar to ours, where they do have the priority groups and it is being administered in their vaccine centers. But if a specific center has finished all their appointments for the day and they have extra doses ready to go for that day, they're just pulling in people off the street and being like, hey, do you want a vaccine? We got extra vaccines. We can hook you up right now. Why can't we do that? Like I I can see a system where... And then obviously this would not be a federal thing. This would probably be a state or county thing where you could set up some kind of portal where you could put in, say, your name, your address, your phone number, and then you get a text message if your local vaccination center has extra doses that day. And it's like, hey, we have X amount of extra doses. If you can get over here by this time, you can get vaccinated. I mean, what, what's wrong with doing that? And that way you get as many people who want to be vaccinated as possible. The faster we get this done, the faster we get the herd immunity, the faster we can all get on with our lives. Why the fuck is this being made so difficult? Like there, there has to be room here for pivoting from the original plan. And it doesn't seem like there is right now. I mean, this is a situation, I think over the next couple of weeks, especially when you start getting more of a public outcry about it because, I mean, I see people talking about it online and we obviously discuss these sorts of things online. But I think once it starts becoming known to the general public that this is a situation where states are allowing vaccine doses to expire rather than administer them, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people. There's going to be a lot of pissed off people who are going to be like, you know, I wanted vaccine. Like, why couldn't I have gotten it? Like, I what? Why are we wasting these things that we paid money on and we could be getting them into the arms of people and just speeding this whole process up? Like if there's a way that we can speed this up, let's speed it up. Um, There is still talk, although I think Fauci has officially shot this down, but there is still talk going on about Just getting as many people as possible, that first dose, stop holding that second dose in reserve, just flood the market with everything that we've got, get as many people as vaccinated as humanly possible, and then we will figure out how to do the second dosage later because it doesn't seem to be all that particularly important as far as timing for that second dose. So maybe we should rejigger things a bit. Yeah, there's just... Golly... Government inefficiency. More government inefficiency is the, is the overriding theme here. And it's not funny. It's sad. Like, I just, I can't. It's so, so unconscionable. After everything, after everything that these companies did, they got these vaccines done. The FDA got them approved. We got them in 2020. Like, this is Nobody expected this. Like, this was not supposed to happen. We were not supposed to have vaccines by this point. We were supposed to be looking at early to mid-summer before the phase one group of people would even have access to the vaccines. After after everything that these companies did to get this done, to have vaccines expire, to have doses expire because of government incompetence, it's just I, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I can't handle that. That's that's insane to me. I just, I don't understand. And I mean, if it's a situation where, say, you have somebody like me who's 39, healthy, no known comorbidities, no real need to get a vaccine, and an 80-year-old who wants the vaccine, then yes, give it to the 80-year-old. I'll gladly go. You go first, please. Dear God, you, you might die from this. I'm probably not going to die from it. But if the situation is that it's me and the 70 year old and the 70 year old doesn't want it well then why not give it to the person that wants it you know oh no I mean I knew this probably wasn't going to be handled wonderfully but I was hoping something a little better than this but this is what happens when you let the government do the things that you really probably should have just let the private sector handle. Just let Walgreens and CVS and Walmart do this. And of course, if you could, you could absolutely just push it to them, and then let those companies set up priority appointments for high-risk groups, and then set up appointments for everybody else. And then you're, you're again, you're maximizing the usage of the vaccine that we currently have on hand to get it as far distributed as possible so we can all start moving on with life. Please. Like, like, oh my gosh. Anyway, on the topic of vaccines, and this is kind of, this story just, I don't even know what the fuck to say to this. This is just, I, hmm. Um, in Grafton, Milwaukee, it was found that somebody, and there has been speculation as to who this person was as far as their name. Uh, people were kind of matching up the the charges to like arrest records, but to the best of my knowledge, uh, Grafton police have not officially said this person's name, so I'm not going to say it, but there was a, a pharmacist working at Aurora Medical Center, and the story was originally... That he accidentally left a batch of vaccines out of the fridge for, I think they ended up getting left out for not quite 12 hours, but quite some time. Like it was, it was a, well, actually, no, it was between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So it might've been over 12 hours, but obviously if you know anything about the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, and I think this one was actually the Moderna vaccine. Um, They have to be refrigerated. They have to go into the deep cold storage and then you pull them out into like normal storage and then you, you distribute them. So a batch got left out, allegedly by accident, but it turns out he left them out on purpose in order to basically render them useless. Um... So 500 doses had to be discarded because they were rendered useless. Worse off, tainted vaccines got administered to 57 people. So 57 people got what they thought was their first vaccination jab. And it turns out that what they got is either going to be less effective or not effective at all because these doses got left out on purpose. And that was his stated purpose is for... He, he wanted all of them to be administered in order to somehow, like, prove to people that the vaccines weren't effective, but you made them not effective. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's, I, you know what? Get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. I don't care. It's your body. It's your choice. You do not get to make that choice for another person. And you definitely do not get to give somebody a false sense of security by sabotaging their vaccine. That's insane. That is, I There is no words for that. That's intentionally harming someone. That's a nap violation. There, there's no way around that. It's not an accident. And you were doing it with the intention of having all of these doses be administered to people. And again, we are right now administering it to the high risk groups we're giving it to the elderly we're giving it to the frontline workers we're giving it to the healthcare workers we're giving it to the people who have the highest chance of either contracting covid or dying from it and this i oh my god no so obviously he has been fired um has been arrest uh, arrested the fbi is thinking about pursuing charges. I'm not entirely sure if they have made a formal announcement on that yet, but they are investigating. So yeah, this is probably going to be a federal crime. Um, Money-wise, the doses that had to be thrown away are valued anywhere between eight to $11,000. So yeah, again, these things cost money. And when you throw them away, you are wasting people's money. And whether you're doing it through intentional fuckery like this, like I... I can't, I can't understand somebody doing that. Like, that's just, that's cruel. Like, that's just evil. Like, why? Why? If you don't, if you want to be anti-vax, be anti-vax. But my God, don't, don't do this shit. But whether you do it that way or whether you let them expire, it's, it's, I, uh, uh, I I don't understand. I don't, like, I'm not going to say I didn't predict that things would get weird and crazy around the vaccine. Didn't see this shit coming, though. <laughs> I didn't see actual pharmacists deliberately tainting doses of vaccinations. I didn't see governors being like, nope, you know what? We've got extra doses, but we'd rather dump them than administer them. Like, what the fuck? Like, can we not be this way, people? Like, I... I, And, and this this is kind of a continuation of the whole mask thing too. And of course, this does not apply to places where there are mask mandates. This applies to places where people are choosing whether or not they want to wear masks. Just back the fuck up off, people. Just if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't. I can't judge you. I don't know why you're doing it. I don't don't judge everybody who doesn't want to take the vaccine to be some kind of crazy anti-vaxxer QAnon nut who thinks that Bill Gates is trying to put a 5G cell tower inside them. I don't know why you're doing it. Maybe you have an autoimmune disease. Maybe you're not comfortable doing it right now. Maybe you want to wait 6 months. Maybe you're pregnant or you're going to become pregnant. Maybe I mean there's there's a lot of different reasons why a person may choose to do or not do something. My point is that it's not it's not for anyone else to demand an explanation. And it's not for anyone else to make that decision for you. So, I mean, the the, the whole thing of well, why do you want to do it? Because I do. I'm like that, you don't owe anybody any deeper explanation for why you do or do not want to do something. And I'm not, I'm not okay with where, especially even within the libertarian movement, there is this sort of judgment on what decision you make. Like I said, I can't make that decision for you. I don't know you. I don't know your circumstances. I'm not going to judge you for making a decision different than mine. Because you may have a perfectly valid reason. You may have an absolutely batshit reason. It's not for me to demand an explanation from you. That's not my place. That's you do what you want to do for whatever reasons you want to do it. And And that's all I got to say about that. So just... Everybody, please just back up off each other. Let the people who want to get vaccinated, don't sit here and judge them like there's some kind of, oh, you're, you're a sheep. You, you, you believe in the government. Like, no, people just want to get the fuck on with their lives. And if you don't want to get the vaccine, all right, right, you can take your chances getting or not getting COVID. Like you can wait six months. You can do whatever it is you want to do. Like this, just stop judging people. Just, just you know, everybody, can everybody just be nicer to everybody in 2021 is what I'm saying. <laughs> Hopefully there will be no more crazy pants stories like that coming out about people deliberately tainting vaccines or doing any such nonsense like that because, oh my god, I I'm not here for the insanity. <laughs> just let everybody do what they're going to do. So, Moving on to the latest bombshell that dropped just this afternoon, and this is why I kind of don't know what the hell's going to happen next week at this point. Not that I knew before this dropped, but Washington Post released excerpts from a conversation that is supposed to be an hour long between Donald Trump and um, Brad our our Georgia Secretary of State. And there was on the call um, Raffensperger's legal counsel, um, Trump's legal counsel, Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, and um, wow, I don't know how else to put this. Um, Basically, Trump tried in several different ways to threaten Raffensperger into changing the results of the Georgia election by point blank saying that you can and should recalculate the votes that you should get people in there to recalculate the votes that are interested in getting results, um, basically veiled threats that if they do not do such a thing that there may be criminal charges against them. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. Um, obviously, you can go on Twitter and find it. I'm sure by the time you hear this recording, everybody will have already heard it and talked about it. Um, the clip that's out as of this recording is about four and a half minutes long. I would not be surprised if Washington Post dropped the full audio on either Monday or Tuesday. Um, from their reporting on the full audio, it does not help Trump any to have the full audio out. Um, Sounds kind of fucking deranged, to be honest. Uh, like, just the clip I've heard, I just like, oh my god, are you, wow, like, you, you legit called this man up and tried to get him to, I mean, and I'm going to just say it at this point because I'm really tired of people trying to make this stupid election interference or irregularities argument. No, you're trying to disenfranchise voters. You're trying to get votes invalidated. You're trying to get whole ass states to invalidate their votes. You're disenfranchising voters. Let's just call it what it is. It's not investigating election irregularities. Like, no, because the end game The end game of that, if you genuinely believe that, is that you would have to invalidate the results of that election. Like, I I don't... There's this weird two-step where there's people that don't want to admit that that's what the end game is. And even the Supreme Court has pointed this out. Multiple courts have pointed this out, that what you're asking us to do is disenfranchise voters and we're not going to do it. But here we are. Here we are. So... I'm sure there will be more on that in the upcoming week, which next week, this fucking week right here. Um, On the 5th is the Georgia Senate runoff, and I don't expect to have results on the 5th. I don't. It's going to be tight. Um, It looks like at this point, my prediction is going to hold and that the seats are going to be split between Democrats and Republicans. It's looking like Purdue is going to stay and Loeffler is going to go, but the polls are really tight. So you already know. You already know. The, the vote's going to be contested. You already know. <laughs> if they don't both go Republican, the vote's going to be contested. So when we'll know the result, Hell if I know, but my God, I am not looking forward to this bullshit right here in my state. Um, On the 6th is when Congress convenes to certify the Electoral College vote. And these are, these plans that I'm about to tell you about were all made prior to the Trump call being made public. But Ted Cruz had some plan to object to Congress certifying the Electoral College votes because there needs to be some kind of emergency audit. I'm not entirely sure what authority he thinks that Congress would have to do such a thing. I I don't really understand this plan. Um, Josh Hawley has gathered together a group of idiots to basically make the argument that the Trump team already tried to make in Pennsylvania and got shot down, which is that the The voting rules were changed in a way that is not consistent with the Pennsylvania state constitution, which this has already been litigated. The changes were made in 2019. No Republicans objected to them then, passed them with flying colors. Nobody had boo to say about it until after Trump lost. And we've ruled over and over again that A, it was perfectly within their constitution by the letter, and that B, even if it wasn't, they waited too long to say anything about it and so again and judges have been very explicit about this is saying that okay you want us to you want us to disenfranchise voters you want us to invalidate this vote that you didn't say anything about until your guy lost so no but of course holly wants to argue this dumbass shit on the floor of the senate so what's going to happen on the 6th is there's probably going to be enough people to object to certifying the vote, which means that you then go to this two-hour debate and then everybody reconvenes and then we vote. I mean, it's it's going to be certified. Like, there's really no mechanism for not. Um, there was some plan that Vice President Pence should just hijack everything and refuse to acknowledge the electors, which Pence is not going to do. I'm sorry, Pence is not going <laughs> to... You know, of all the people that have been willing to completely trash their reputations and any kind of forward career momentum, Pence has really been the one to stay away from that, which is really, really interesting when you think about it, because the whole reason he took the VP job in the first place was not that he liked Trump or anything, but it was pretty much his last ticket out of Indiana. Um, if you're not entirely familiar with Pence's backstory... Who is governor of Indiana and through a series of unfortunate events surrounding the abortion topic, managed to piss off damn near everybody in the state. So he was not getting reelected. His approval numbers were at like 30% when he took the job as VP. So yeah, it was kind of that or go back to private life. So, but he's kind of stayed away from this and I don't see him tanking any kind of future career over this. So that's not going to happen. I, I just, this is so fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous and guys like Holly and Cruz know better. These guys are Ivy League trained lawyers. They know this is bullshit. Josh Hawley is openly campaigning on this. It's openly getting contributions off of this because I don't know exactly what giving money to Josh Hawley is supposed to do for anybody right now. Aside from make Josh Hawley's 2024 campaign coffers start early, which let's keep it real. He's running in 2024 and that's what this is about. But that you're going to go this far, this fucking far. um, This does not make me excited about the future of electoral politics in this country, because once you open that door, the next next group up is going to do it. Like the next time in this election wasn't even particularly close I mean, we're not talking 2000. We're not talking where, say, Trump won the popular vote and Biden won the Electoral College. Biden won both pretty handily. Like, this is not really up for discussion. But here we are. Here we are. 61 court cases later, I think, is where we're at. And now just more ridiculous nonsense. And to the point of leaning on the secretary of state of georgia to recalculate the votes like are you fucking kidding me stop you lost but judging from that recording um trump believes this now he he's he's spouting off the the conspiracy theories about the dominion voting machines and whether they've been taken out of places and even when raffensberger was like no the dominion voting machines have not been taken out of fulton county trump counters with yeah, but did they remove, like, the inside parts of the machine and replace them? Like, the fuck? No. I, I, it's, he's, he's gone full in on the conspiracy theories. That's not, that's frightening. <laughs> and there's supposed to be some kind of rally in D.C. on the 6th for Trump supporters to do I'm not entirely sure what, because their opinions really don't matter right now. <laughs> it's it's not going to sway Congress to do something crazy. So, Anyway, next week is going to be a dumpster fire. A complete and utter dumpster fire. And I'm not looking forward to it. But hopefully, I mean, January is just going to be a rough month. But hopefully we'll get past it. We'll get through it. Get on to the next month. And hopefully as we get through 2021, things will start to calm down and get better. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Because I don't think we can handle another 2020. So, At this point, I think we've pretty much covered everything from the last week. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. If you did make it this far, thank you as always. And if you do like this, please rate, comment, and subscribe. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and on my Substack page, which you all need to sign up for because hopefully, hopefully, if everything goes right with my schedule, I will be writing more there and I will be starting to transition to paid posts too, but I will post on that when I get all of that situated and I know for sure that I can handle the workload that would come along with doing paid content. That's kind of been the one thing that's been holding me back. I just want to make sure that I can give you guys your money's worth. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll get with you guys on that, but take care and until next time.